That L Word Podcast. Do you need the leadership work? Can you even love? A podcast about leadership and everything that people are afraid to say out loud. Do you love yourself? Because if you ain't leading yourself, how can you lead a multi-million dollar corporation? All right. We're back. We were, I got the remote. <laughs> this is the remote for <laughs> the, the the stopwatch, the stop clock. So we know how long our episodes are, and we're not just rambling. Even though we're never rambling. Never rambling. We're talking directly to a topic to make sure that the information is beneficial to the listener. That's right, but we do have a tendency to be, <laughs> we could go forever. Well, what you, what'd you call the um, rabbit hole? Down the rabbit hole. Going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey everybody, we're back again. Uh, I don't even know what episode number this is going to be, but I think it's 61. So we're could be. Yeah, I think it's uh, sixty one. We in the we in the sixties. I know we in the sixties. Yeah, I think I think the one that's playing next week is sixty. So we're back again. Uh, this one was kind of impromptu, as usual. We looked at the calendar and we're like, oh my gosh, we got to get back in there because we're going to be out of episodes. Yeah, that's soon. why we had to plan that next one because I, I'm the impromptu's ain't working. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're happy to be back and and getting after it. It's been um, it's interesting, especially I you know I read. The comments when you know you post on LinkedIn and stuff like that, and people have we have great guests and people are really engaging in into the podcast and and I just I was talking to a young lady this morning and she was like oh you record a podcast and then she was a lawyer she was like oh tell me what it is and so I, it's always great to be able to have information to say hey I've talked about this subject before. Yeah. Share this. I share this with this. So, same thing we ask you all to do, like we do on a daily basis. Like, hey, check out this episode. Check out this. And that's for me. That's the way. Like, I don't post it as much, uh, if at all, sometimes. And but like, I like sharing it with people. I like having that. You know, that uh, as I call it, like it's almost like a, a audio business card, mm-hmm. right? This is me, right? This is me, and it, it gives you that that extra piece of information and, and a place for that person to come back to like next time. So it's a, a placeholder with information is like, Oh, maybe, Oh, maybe I hear this. Oh, this, this, this other episode, like we talk about what episodes we've already uh, went over as we lining them out today. And it's just, the podcast is so beneficial and no one would ever thought that talking just would talking. be a common thing. <laughs> Radio was there, but podcasting is a whole nother, that's a whole nother subject actually. Yeah, so today, uh, as usual, you know, and I know we say this every time, we're figuring it out, but I actually had a thought this morning, and so I wrote it down, uh, and I told Morgan, I think this would be a good episode, because it's something that we deal with, every leader deals with it, every, you know, I don't want to say every day, but I would say every leader encounters this at least once, and I don't even know what made me think about it this morning, but I started to to reflect on what I called buddies to boss. And I, you know, I know I don't like the word boss, but buddies to leader doesn't sound as good. I think it's a graduation though. Like buddies, buddies to boss. Like what I, as you, you, since you brought up, I've been thinking like, what does that mean to me? Like what, what does that look like? And like, what, what, when does it happen? That's the biggest question. Like when does it happen? And I could say easily that, it happens for everybody at a at the at a different time and but I'm thinking more it's like it's I don't know how to reword it as well, but it's like you know when you're you're work you're a worker 
you're a worker bee and you're just you you're just tasked with things. But I think it happens in the transition from worker bee to to responsibility. I think it's graduated <clears throat> all the way up. And as I was reflecting, I remember kind of what you're talking about. I remember being in a team with guys. And then in the military, it's easy, but it's the same in, I think, in corporate, is that you get promoted. So then you get promoted, and now you're the one leading that mm-hmm. team. Or you're you know responsible or accountable for that team. So that's the first. So you're from individual contributor to now you're maybe leading that group of individual contributors. But it's graduated in the sense that it's going to continue to happen all the way up. Because, Is it though? Yes. Because you continue to get... I, not everybody, but people continue to get promoted. Every time you get promoted, you're in a new group of peers. And then if you get promoted or somebody else gets promoted out of that group of peers, it's usually to then be leading that, leading a group of similar peers. Well, this is why we have a podcast, because yeah. I did not have that experience. No? Uh, no. And, I, you know, I, as, I've essentially been promoted eight times, right, within the Marine Corps and in other jobs that I've done as well. Um, it happened. It was just it was that 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 where you are the you're the frontline worker, right? And that first leadership position. I feel like that's the was, biggest step. Maybe that's why how, how I'm looking at it then, because right. like, that was the most. <laughs> I remember those days. Like I almost had fights. Right. Yep. yep. You know, it was like oh. Well, you, you know, always I share we the one boys. story of like, and you've shared it several mm-hmm. times where you were. I think you were, you know, for our civilian listeners, you were a Lance Corporal, and then you made Corporal, which is the first big step. Oh, that's a big step. Oh, I got another one. I got a, I got a. Okay, because you've shared that one several times where you, like, lost your mind on somebody who was your friend the day before. crazy that day. Like, literally, I was like, I said it. The story you talk about is when I set everybody down in the building, had a one-on-one. Yeah. And I look back at that now, I was like, who the hell? That's probably why they didn't like me at that point. But this this other one was... um, I had a guy, and uh, we were, we were sta- I'll just say it, like, uh, we were stationed at 9th Marine Corps District in Kansas City, Missouri, and I was a corporal at that time. I just came back from Japan, and it was a guy, he was from Kansas City, too, so we, we us both being from Kansas City, you usually connect with people like that, mm-hmm. right? And so we hung out, we, I mean, we did, we did everything, we, we went to the clubs together, we did everything together. I picked up Sergeant. While I was there, which is the next promotion for our civilian folks. Correct. I yep. went to the next promotion to, from I went from E four to E five while I was there, and um, I remember telling him to do something. He said, "I don't want to do it." I was like, "Cause he's talking." And, and, and as I look back at it, now, he's talking to me as we friends. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, like like there's a choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a, it's not a choice. Like I've been told to make sure we do this thing. And you're going to do it. And he said, I don't want to do it. I said, I'm not asking you. And I had to, like, it put me in a very uncomfortable place. So that's the piece of this that I think, this is the dynamic. I, when I was thinking about it this morning, this is exactly what I wanted to get into. Okay. Because I've had, I've had similar experience, but I've also had very positive experience. And I think it just depends on the circle of friends you have, how tight you are, and how mature everybody is. So the, the experience I had that, that resonates with me the most when I think about this was this group of us that all had the same job. We were all the, the same technical mm-hmm. skill, right? So we were all the medical <clears throat> dudes. And normally in, in previous deployments, the way we were structured, we would only deploy, you were the only medical person in the team that would deploy. 
this was the first time that six or seven of us were all together. And we were all basically, if not the same rank, we were at least the same level of experience in the job, same number of years mm -hmm. doing it, and we were all, for the most part, best friends. And then I became the leader of, because I, I got promoted, so then I was like a rank above everybody else, but I always saw us as peers. And I continued that throughout um, that deployment that we were all together. And it's still to this day one of the best experiences I've ever had because everybody was so mature and everybody was so dedicated to their job that I didn't have the experience of like, hey, I need you to do this. I don't this. think he was, I don't, I don't think either one of us were mature enough because like I got angry. Ah, uh, okay. And then I started to do what I saw other people do in leadership positions. In the Marine Corps. Right, which was so scream at Screaming, yeah, yeah. yell, and that just made so, it work. <laughs> and for me, it was the opposite. And I remember I remember <clears throat> this. We had a, a little room, a team room, you know, uh, for, for us, the medical dudes. And as you're getting ready for deployment and all this stuff, there's a ton of stuff to do. And we had, you know, training and all kinds of weird stuff going on. And I remember we had this giant whiteboard. I love a whiteboard. And so I would go in there and I would, you know, write all this stuff on there that had to be done. And I remember the first time I came back in from doing something and I looked up at the whiteboard and two or three things were X'd out with somebody's name next to it. We had never even discussed this, but there was such a collaborative feeling in that, in that team. And we all were not working together because we were all the medical component for a bunch of different teams, but we worked together collectively, if that makes sense. And so I just remember looking up and seeing somebody's name next to a task that was done and I was like, this is how it's supposed to be. You know, and... It was not my experience. Well, and, <laughs> and so hard. One of the guys... I got a whole other end of the spectrum. Right, right. <laughs> one of the guys, I remember him telling me, and we've been best friends for, I mean, gosh, at this mm. point, almost 30 years. Mm -hmm. And I remember him telling me, because he was the next most senior guy to me, right? Everybody else was like one generation below us. But again, I still saw us all as peers. And I remember him telling me, hey, man, if you tell me to do something... There's a couple of reasons. First, it needs to be done. And he said, second, I'm either the best person for the job or I'm the only person for the job. And either way, I'm not going to question it. And that's the attitude that you've got to foster. Right? And I think either in this- I'm the best person for the job because that's why you selected me. That's right. Yeah, so if I need you to sense. do something, it's either because you're the best person or you're the only person or, you know, like it, it just needs to be done. But that was, that was the attitude, and I certainly cannot take credit for that, like building that culture. But I think it played into my leadership later because that was my first experience of really being like kind of a senior leader mm -hmm. and also leading a really high, um, highly functional team. I shouldn't say that because I've been, I've been in other situations where I was like the leader but maybe not – quite the capacity of very highly functional but we teams. all have those like those teams like i do have teams where they just they just mesh i know morgan but for <clears> me <throat> and this is what smell. i when i was thinking about this this morning i was like "Ooh, we can pull from what made mine great and then you know what made your experience we've already bad. identified a couple of reasons why mine went with so <laughs> but then we can like provide those for people that are listening because i don't think it's a military versus civilian thing i think it's just a thing Right, you go from that individual contributor where everybody's 
hanging out and having fun and probably barbecues on the weekend or drinks after work or it's like everything it's like it, it's like life like what you it, what your exposure was to that whatever that subject is is likely what the information you're taking into the situation mm-hmm. and likely how are you going to react if you haven't got been given or taught anything different so <clears throat> i would say let's start with our youngest leadership listeners in that you're Going from individual, and I just did a, a thing, a job the other day for um, a local company here, hashtag, or, uh, uh, and I was thinking like there were several of those folks in there that they were individual contributors moving into leadership positions. Mm. So, what is the advice first for we're all buddies and now I'm, I'm leading? I think. What I what I would have what I tell my because you went my, off the rails once. So what did you? Yeah, but what I what that? I've learned from that is like a true friend will challenge you. Okay, I, yeah, I think that's a good one. <laughs> like that, that's the first one. The second part is, is like it's almost like what you said about the, the the picking the the only person or the best person forward is like understanding that. I have responsibility, and it mm-hmm. might not be. I might not agree with it either, but it's what needs to be done. So that's from the the person being led's perspective, and then from the leadership perspective, as I think about it, it's it starts with humility, like realizing that yesterday you and I were were best friends, and today I'm the one who's accountable for whatever it is that we're doing. Don't let the power go to your head. That's right. That's and that's what I did in both situations. Right, right. That's what I was saying. We both, I was like, oh, I'm an NCO now. Yeah, it is on. Right. I am wreaking havoc because they because in my environment, NCOs were to, they say you are a bulldog. You you yeah. You you, and we would say words like when we unleash you. Yeah. Right. No, you and so you thinking like just give me the, you, give yeah. me permission. Just let give me, me permission. Just let, let me, me go. go. Yeah. As soon as things like. Hominus Dominus, it was like, it was old. And like, it was just, I had no finesse. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no tact. I didn't, the problem is I didn't respect myself enough to respect other people. Of course, yeah. You know we're always going to circle back to <laughs> self-awareness, yeah, right? Like, yeah. You got to know stuff. yourself. I didn't yeah. think about that stuff then, but like, I went off, you know, I didn't, I think as we, we a lot of people say, and you know, as leaders, we Especially young leaders. Well, I don't care how they feel. I don't care what they think. Right. Well, especially back in the early yeah, days. Yeah, like that, even that's in the in corporate yeah. world, like they don't. It's like yeah. we're not here. We're here to do a job. That's right. It's we're yeah, profit we, profit driven. Yeah. Yeah, but that's we can be profit driven, but people oriented. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that. That's because people got to do the work, and so I think that's the the bigger point is like understanding that everyone is a person. They all have feelings, and if you as a leader can. Like be humble enough to say, "Hmm, let me pull back a minute. Let me evaluate it for what it is, not what I think it should be." It's like this is how this person is going to feel. How you speak to somebody, how you interact with them, is really going to decide how you feel about the new position that you're in. And if you go into it in a position of power, you're gonna you're gonna probably do it wrong. Well, I think realizing that like leadership is not power. 
No, it's influential. And that's that's where Yeah, leadership's not power. That's the power is like management and director. Power yeah, power is what keeps the lights on. Yeah. I mean it's yeah. I think that's the only place it belongs. Is it's yeah. it's what keeps the lights on, right? It's um so I would say to those young leaders out there, establish your definition of leadership first. And figure out what that means to you, and the I, way. I, so the, okay, let me let me put myself in their shoes. Like so, you saying the first thing I should do is is establish myself. Establish your definition. My of definition myself, and the def, by understanding the, the definition of what I believe a leader should be. Okay, if we're really being truthful, that people don't have that definition. They don't. How do you define something you don't know? And that yeah, that's exactly what I was getting to is. The best way to establish your definition of something is to reflect on the person that you feel was the best at the thing you're trying to figure out. So think about the best leader in your mind. And it's it's going to change the more mature you get, the more experience you have, all that kind of stuff. But think about this. If you reflect on the best leader that you know and then ask yourself what makes them stand out as that person, and pick apart the characteristics I, and traits. I, I don't bread that was advocate on this one. I okay. Oh, that's scary. Cause the <laughs> Oh, it could go wrong because in your situation, <laughs> yeah, it's the, a great best, example. the best leader you know, like I don't your example because I was clouded. Like, like I had sure. great leaders. I had You just didn't see them for what yeah. I didn't have I didn't have the vision, right? Yeah. I look back at them now and knows like that. That's why they did this, and that's why they did that, and that's why they said this. The only thing but all I, mean, I did, all I really heard at that point was like Ah. But the only thing I will counter that with is the people that are listening to this podcast are already one step ahead of where you were then. I don't know if that feels good. I don't like that statement. <laughs> but it's probably true. No, it is. Yes. So if you're if listening you listen to, to this, this podcast, I wouldn't have been listening to this at, exactly. this, at that point in my career. And th- yeah. that's no way in there. You're going to have to find a different <laughs> way to get to those people. But for the folks that are listening to our podcast, who know that we value. People and feelings and and we give y'all some and, grace. That's what he's doing right now, giving right. everybody grace. So if you're listening to this podcast, then you're probably one of those people who mm. would sit down and say, "Okay, who's the best leader that I know, and what makes them stand out?" Hold on, I, I'm not going down a rabbit hole right now. I'm going to go. That's pretty cool, man. To say what you just said, to say our listeners are a certain type of person that are more evolved evolved than we are. That's right. Than we were. Than we were. Yeah. We maybe than we are too. It could be a thing too. That makes me feel good. I don't. I don't know. That has nothing to do with the subject. But like, it's but to, to know that we are speaking. Because I always used to say to people in leadership when I was. It's almost like when you were. Um, most people heard this when they were kids. You understand when you get older. Right, and we're trying to pass those lessons on now. Right, right. We're trying to, we're trying to give some some sage advice or wisdom or whatever you want to call it to the Morgan twenty years ago who's actually listening to this and and could do it a different way than you did it. Because there are thousands, if not tens of thousands, of young Marines and sailors out there that are going to do it exactly like you did it back in the day. But if we've got that percentage that are listening to us and saying, okay, there's a different way. There's the keyword right there. That's what we're talking about, what they were, as young leaders... And at the, the, I think this is where we still struggle with, even I struggle with now, and I'm old, I think I'm a seasoned leader at this point, listening. Yeah. 
That's the key. And it's not, it's like listen, not listening to yourself. Like we talk about the self-awareness, but really listening to the environment, listening to your people. Uh, because you really, at the, when you're at, when you're a young leader or even before then, the biggest issue that you have is people listening to you. It's like a, like a child. Like you don't never, you're always being told, being told, being told. And you don't get your, you don't get to have a point of view. Right. And understand that now that you're a leader, that you just become, you stepped into this role. If you want to be different than the other ones, listen. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the, that's the, one of the next pieces of advice I would, you know, remain humble, decide what type of leader you want to be. Right. And you can be that leader, whatever that style is. But I think every great leader is a listener. Well, you know, my 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 stump speech or whatever is two types of leaders, good leaders and bad leaders. Mm. After that, it's all style. So you want to be a good leader, a great leader, whatever you want to call it. Your style is up to you. And that's when you sit down and, and build your definition of leadership. How you listen, almost. Or, well, that or, or, yeah. So it could be how you listen. Are you the a application servant leader? Of it, Are you the, a, the application of it, yeah. Right. Okay. But you want to be good. And, and it's, they're all different styles. But when you determine your leadership definition and you're thinking of that person, you're like, okay, this person was empathetic. They were, um, you know, they were very clear or decisive. deliberate. Decisive. That's yeah. what I was actually trying to think of. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you're, you're pulling apart all of these traits that made them the good leader. Now you've got a list of traits. And then you can build your definition. How do you implement those things? Well, but that's your, what I'm saying. Yeah. So you you build this definition that literally says, my definition of leadership is someone who is X, Y, Z. Now you can look at this definition that you've built and say, of these things, what do I possess and where do I need to grow? That's a place marker too. That's a, yeah. So you, you might come say, back to it. you know what? I am decisive. I am confident, but I'm not very empathetic. And in my opinion, what made that person good was they were also empathetic. So then how do I build on my empathy? You see what I'm saying? It gives you like a template and then a path to get there. Or it gives you that, that, that key, like you said, how do I build on my empathy? Or I can go to Jody and say, Jody, I don't think I'm really good. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not empathetic. How could I be better at so it? So now you're talking about mentorship. Yeah. Right? And you, if you know... <clears throat> if you know you want empathy in there, and we're just using that as an example. Yes, sir. And I'm not empathetic, but I know you are. Maybe you're a peer. Maybe you're not even a, a, a somebody who's elite. Maybe you're a, one of my subordinates. But I know you're really empathetic. Then I can, like, learn from you in that mentorship type role of how to be more empathetic. So, back to kind of where we were, going from from buddies to boss. You've got to figure out what leadership looks like for you. Yeah, now this gets it, easier yeah. as you get further up the food chain. It, it, yeah, it's constantly changing. Like don't get don't get stuck in like a lot of people. They say, "Oh, this is the way." Well, I'm not. No, you're not. You're going to evolve. Like you sh you should be. But like like you said earlier, like the people listening, our listeners are, are a little bit further ahead than we are. Uh, but that's one of the pieces that we understand now is evolving. Like we continue to do the work because we know that we can be better. Right. And that first, I'm just. From my my perspective, my opinion is that very first step is the biggest one. Going from individual contributor with your buddies to being a leader is the biggest step. After that, you've done it once. And I'm, I'm reflecting on my experiences. 
I'd done it once. So then the further up the food chain I got, it was just a matter of like turning some dials on that experience and yeah. learning and being better and evolving. But then I think of when I was, you know, the most senior leader that I was and I was friends with a group of people and then I was, you know, the lead of that group. I'd already experienced it so many times. And at that point, everybody's very senior. So you're always going to have one or two people who get kind of weird about it. Mm -hmm. People are going to show their colors. And that's where, you know, when I share my experience of my, my best friends who were like, hey, we get it. You're the one who's accountable for this. You're the one who's got to answer. And I will tell you the one thing I think that made our group, our team successful was I listened to what everybody had to say. And this, I talk about the 51%. I listened to what everybody had to say, but everybody respected that the decision I made was the one because I was the one that was going to have to answer my boss, mm -hmm. the person leading me. And so I think that's another key element is as much as possible. It's not always possible, but as much as you can, listen to the ideas and the thoughts of everyone in the team as much as you can. And... I would say 95% of the time, what the group thought is what we went with, but there were one or two instances where I had to say, okay, I hear y'all, and I, and I love it, and I get it, but we can't do that. We've got to do this. I would do my best to explain why. Sometimes it was money. Sometimes it was time or people or whatever. But that was where that, like, hey, I agree, and this would be the best option, but we have I think to do this. What I, what, I, what I think of what you're saying, like, because I talked about the, the being a good listener. You talking about, you know, giving them this. I think what encompasses all that is like, give out the same energy, the same advice that you want to receive back. If you want them to listen, you need to be a good listener. It's trust and respect, Morgan. Right. I'm gonna, <clears throat> I'm gonna give to you trust and respect as much as I possibly can. And the only way you get it back is by providing it. Yeah. And that's and that's what everything everything that you do right. And if I don't want if if I was told this by um, uh, older leader, he said it was we were talking about profanity. We use profanity. Uh, he said he said when you do certain things, you need to be prepared to receive it at that same time. That's right. No matter what level you at. So if you hire and, and he was a he was an E eight at the time, and I was like an E three. Mm -hmm. So way he said, but when like and he said I respect it each way. He said. If I cuss at you and you cussing me back, I can't be mad at you. Right. Like that's what I gave that's what I gave out. Like that's And so. that's a great example, Morgan. <laughs> and you see this a lot with especially in the military and, mm -hmm. and maybe in some other places too, the leader, and I'm using my air quotes for everybody that can't see me, is screaming and cussing at somebody. And you see this even when you're raising your kids. If you're cussing at your kids and they turn around and cuss back at you, they learn that from you. From you. You're modeling <laughs> the behavior a... that you want to see. Or maybe we learn from each other in general, in the environment. That's all. And to go back to that story, it's like that's all I knew. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I was young still, and so all I was around was NCOs, and I just had a boot camp and all the other places. So all I would oh, is the person in charge yells, and if you don't do it, he yells louder. That's right. And you know what I mean. Or then if you don't want to do it, guess what? He 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 in, um, engages in, in things that. It may it cause pain. <laughs> but again, back to what your definition of leadership is, because I will tell you, once I was like kind of in that senior leadership role, I met other senior leaders that were my peers 
that were very upfront about the fact that they led by fear and that they were aware of that and they wanted to lead that way. They wanted to walk into a room and have everybody stop talking and be afraid of them. And I remember with this one person in it general. It ain't beneficial when it counts, though. It's never, in my, you know, and this is like our podcast and our, it's in our, I think in our world, it's never an okay thing. And no, it's a bad you, idea. Like, you could, but like, to your point. But like, they were consciously doing, I guess, is my point. So there are yeah, people out even, there. Yeah, makes it even more dumb. Because like, they thought it was right. And of course, this is in the military, and this was actually no, no, no. It's people that it, no, no. I've I've met people outside of military oh, that think I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm just saying this experience. Like, you can't do you because the, the the problem is this is what I learned. This I did learn this in the you know um, in the military because we put ourselves in harm's way for each other mm-hmm. a lot. And I learned that like I always told myself I wanted to be the leader that I didn't have to ask my people to come to my rescue. They just did it. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't even have do to that. be fear. Don't do no, that. absolutely not. And it doesn't oh, even have to be in life or death. That can just be in regular yeah, old situations. Yeah, I, like if I, I my, I'm like, man, I don't know how we get to the get to the get to the, to the airport. They're like, well, man, so I'll take you. Yeah, right. But if they didn't like you, I hope that motherfucker don't get it. I hope, I, don't, I hope we don't make it to the airport all the time. <laughs> and I think that's just in life in general, right? If you're cool <clears> with people, they're going to go out of their way to be cool with you. Yeah. And I just remember this one person in general. I'm thinking of was loathed, hated by everybody in that organization. But they thought that the way they were leading was right. And it I think there's the a difference between the, is me jumping on the grenade or pushing you onto it. Yeah. Or kicking it over <laughs> yeah, under you. Like which like you know what I mean? Like I want I want somebody I won't t- I won't I always tell people like when you are a true leader and you do you lead the people? They'll go to hell and back for you. Yeah, and I think the big question is mm-hmm. that I hear from a lot of young leaders or even some senior leaders as well. Do I have to stop being friends with the people that I'm now leading? No, no, you don't have to stop being friends. And I would agree. It gets with easier. That. It gets easier. And it, the more senior you get, the more the easier, easier because you just yeah, understand. Yeah. Like That's you right. know what I mean? Yeah. We, like you outranked me. Like the whole yeah. time we were in. But like I knew in public it was this, and then we came back, and I always used to tell. That's a great point. Yeah, uh, that you could. You had to be very selective because a lot of people try to do. A lot of leaders try to do that with everybody, but the the one thing you can is is like there's no there's not going to be any favoritism. Period. Like that's your personal choice as a leader. Yes. Like you dictate what favoritism looks like, and then the 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 other part is, is like. It's a, like you said, mutual respect. You, you, they understand. I, when I see you, I say, "Master what's going on?" Or any other day, I call you Jody, mm-hmm. right? And so, it's really uh, having that. Then you, the people that, for me, like when we are say you got to test the water. That's so to say. I had to test the water, so I'd p- be mindful of the situations that I get put in. And if somebody that I considered a friend put like tested the waters in you know in a bad way with me, then I would have a conversation with them, right? And so like you know, I don't this is what my expectation of our relationship is. If that's not what we can longer do, then not everybody you can you can't you just can't be friends with everybody. And some people it's hard line. It's like it, <laughs> it's well, binary. Like, you, it, you said a key word, expectations. I think <clears throat> whenever you become that leader 
of, you know, when you've gone from buddy to boss, expectations or just having an adult conversation is important. And I will also say this, there's a perspective, right? And, and you were talking earlier about favoritism and all that stuff. It doesn't have to exist to be perceived by others to exist. So this is where the advice comes in that you have to be careful. And I remember, and I think I've shared this, you know, on our show before or somewhere else that when I, when I got to that most senior level that I was at, there were people that used to come over to the house all the time for barbecues and stuff that were three or four ranks below me because at that time I was, I was still like, I wasn't at the senior level. I was still doing the thing with everybody. And so when I went from that level to then being, you know, the most senior leader in that, in that group, I wasn't able to have, and it was kind of like at that certain rank, I couldn't have that certain rank at the house anymore. And it sucked. And I remember my wife being like, well, why is, what about so-and-so? I was like, I can't have them over because if I had them over, you gotta have everybody. I over. would have to invite all 300 of the other people that are the same rank. It <laughs> comes open door once one person comes, everybody would be a big come. And so it's, that sucked. But that was the military reality because all they would have had to have seen, and this could be a, you know, you know I'm this just saying, is, yeah, it could be anywhere, everywhere. Right? Yeah, it is everywhere. But all anybody would have to see is that, oh, so-and-so is over at Jody's house for a barbecue that none of us were invited to. So that is a reality that you have to deal with, and it sucks. Did I stop being friends with those people? Absolutely not. It was just the fact that I couldn't have them to certain things that were like private private parties, private mm-hmm. barbecues, because of the perception. That's one thing I, I didn't, as I got promoted, I didn't, I didn't like that. Oh, I hated it. I didn't like that. In because fact, like I bet, I've, I've met even a Marine now, and it happened more as I, I, I retired. I took a Marine camping with me, and I, you, you're right. Yeah. I invited the whole, my whole building, the all the junior Marines. I said, "Y'all are welcome to come." Knowing that, I, no, I know they wouldn't yeah, go come yeah. because we would hike it and we would camp it. But the other one, and we have, and he, he, but it was, it was still great because he told me about his life. Yeah, I gave him advice. He ended up getting out. I, you know, I talked to him every now and then. He, I he used me as a reference this week yeah. for a job. And, like, why can't people be people? Well, and for me, it was awesome, too, when I left that organization and went to others. Then I could have them back at the house mm-hmm. because they were no longer mm-hmm. under my yeah. supervision or charge. Right, in yeah. no way, shape, or form. And so, you know, I, I guess the point there is that you just have to be aware mm. of what's going on. There's no hard and fast rules to it, but ask yourself, what could the perception be of other people? And... Could it impact what's going on here negatively? So that'd be another tip I'd give that's to. It. And I think the, I think that's three too. So that's three tips. The first one is uh, define what you think leadership is going to be like, what that you want your leadership to be like. Right. Well, not just yeah, you become yeah, just, a leader. Just define it like and continue to continue to work on it. Uh, the second one is uh, mutual respect. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we came down to the listening and because what you give out is what you get back. And the last one. That you just had. Well, consider perceptions, but also what I was thinking of that we said before is lay out the expectations. Mm -hmm. You have to have the adult conversation Mm -hmm. with somebody and let them know, I value your opinion. And if, if we're best friends and you think that we should do A, I can't always do A. 
right? Sometimes based on things that I know. Yep. That's right. And, and so, and, but to get understanding that you must first share the knowledge, yeah. share the information. And I know we spent the whole episode talking about going from individual contributor to the first time you're a leader, but I believe this is applicable all the way up the chain. It just gets, it gets easier because everybody's evolved more, everybody's matured more, and you've done it. So the more you do it, the more you're able to kind of, but I will say the thing that is perhaps different at the most junior level to the most senior level, at the most junior level, you know, we'll use our examples of, hey, I was an E3, now I'm an E4. You can still hang out and party with everybody. It's not as, it's not as mm-hmm. critical as mm-hmm. when you're like the most senior leader and you've got because the net Much is wider. Younger. The net is That's wider. Right. Yeah, like you said, like at this at the high, at the top level, three hundred. At the low level, is three. Yeah, <laughs> that's well, and, doable. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you could you could have everybody over and it still be doable. But at a certain point, it's like, are you willing to to feed three hundred people? Well, and perception becomes reality too. Mm-hmm. You know, even and this is where for me, I had to put the foot down and and just not invite certain people until I got out of that organization because. I could have invited all 300, knowing only one would have shown or Facts. two, but then everybody's still going to consider that favoritism. Because people are people. Because people are people. Humans so are humans, just be yeah. aware of it, you know, self-awareness, and then awareness of what else is going on around it. All right, that's it. And I think that, that cuts us to the end. That's it? That's it. I mean, I think that's enough. I mean, if you want another episode of this, you want us to, to elaborate more on it, then you need to leave that's us right. a let comment, us know, yeah. let us know, and tell us. And we can always go, no matter, we can go down rabbit holes, but we also can go further in describing in depth, yeah. it in depth on the information that we're providing. We just need to know you want to hear more. Yeah, because this is one, I will say, this is one of those I get asked all the time. Can I be friends with the people that I am now leading. It's a hard one. Maturity is the, does play a large part in that on your part, not theirs, but yours because you can, as a leader, you dictate and influence their actions. Yeah. All right, everybody, that's going to wrap us. Uh, again, like Morgan said, you know, leave the comments. Let us know what you want to hear. Definitely leave us reviews. We need those five-star reviews, and especially if you put a few words after them. And that's all. I, I don't have anything else. All right. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. See you later. Bye.